The following is for mature audiences only, which is ironic given how immature the fucker doing it is. You are listening to the Snarky Santa Show. Yes, it's finally a fucking podcast. Uh, we are dealing, we have uh, Amanda Morgan, a.k.a. Dr. Sexpot, on uh, three long plague-filled years to try to get her on the show. And uh, it finally happened. And it's a really great show. And there's even some bonus music tracks at the end of it. So uh, take a listen, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your enemies. You know, it's a good way to, uh, to endear yourself to other people is to uh, spread cheer like I do. about we talk about sex and uh and and we're not just this is not just you know revealing all the strange kinky weird shit that the old guy with a christmas fetish has uh we're gonna we're gonna talk about it with with an actual professional ladies and gentlemen when i started this show i had a very short list of guests i really wanted to get on the air it has always been about elevating the people in my life and exposing them to the rest of the world. This woman actually has a kind of... It, it, the world knows who she is, you know, or at least if you're in Vegas, she definitely knows who she is. Um, and after very three long year, plague-driven years, uh, I have finally gotten to get her in my, on my show. Uh, she is the youngest sexologist in the country, one of them anyway, uh, educating impressionable horny teenagers and even grumpy old mystical beings. Uh, she has hosted her own uh, sex-positive variety show. She has two doctorates and can play the ukulele while riding a Sibian. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, Dr. Sexpot herself, Amanda Morgan. How are you? That is for sure the best intro I've ever had. Hey, I'm, I'm a great hype person. Everybody's like, I want to hire you just to like, you know, you know, do, to do this stuff for me. So, how are you doing? I'm so very good. And I'm so grateful that our, as you said, plague-ridden years are past us. Yes. Like, yeah. Really well, I mean, they're, I mean they're, still, they're, still, they're still a little bit of... I mean, it's still here. Yeah. It's still here. It's like, I still get surprised when people say, I said, I came down with COVID. I'm like, how did you come down with COVID? What, oh, what, what variety are you get? It's among us. It's all. It's it. It will always be. It's like it's like the common cold. Somebody said that they're like it's just the common cold. Just put those behind you on the behind the couch. So we were, we were having technical difficulties, but it's not a show without technical difficulties. Now you have been on the show a couple times during Synergy during the uh, Sibian races, which were uh, which were, were were a great hit to the people who heard them because most of the people who heard them were like over in Europe. <laughs> They loved it. They they actually did. They, I, I I got a couple of comments from from the European DJs that were like, "My God, where's the audio of that?" I'm like, it, "It's it exists. I did record everything. I haven't. Uh, some things are just best immediate. It's about immediacy. So." Well- and the thing about that was it wasn't necessarily as like sexy as I think people would think it would be. Right. It was more of exploration. Right. Well, that was the, I, I had a. I mean, I, I got on the Sibian. I had a fucking. Bl- I did twice. I had a fucking <laughs> blast on it. You know, everybody's like, dude, that was like kind of like hot. I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, that's that's 
That that that's not just as it's, it's. I'm not doing the fucking Howard Stern show, okay? I'm not putting porn stars on here. I'm putting real people on there. And there's, I mean, uh, my reality, my state, my who, whether I'm real or not is a whole other story. But, <laughs> but no, it was no, that was a lot of fun, and it wasn't like people were like, oh, well, you know, so it wasn't like I'm like, no, it was just it was just sitting on a vibrator, you know. And, yeah. and, 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 you know, of course, there was the funny ones with, we had the ones who were, the girls who were on acid oh, doing it, which was fucking hilarious. <laughs> that was great. It so was just like the, the inside job. It was like they went into themselves and then came off and were like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's great. Okay. So I always start the show with the, with an origin story, not an orgy story. For my for my for 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 my, my my little gay mafia down in L.A. origin story. How did you discover Burning Man? Now I'm a, I said I tied that into another question. How you became a sexologist? And I know the two are probably related in some way, shape, or form because obviously you know it's Burning Man. It's the world's biggest orgy. You know, not really, but okay. So um, I found out about Burning Man before I was a sexologist. And I learned about it from my boyfriend's stoner friends, um, who are really involved in like uh, rainbow. Yeah, rainbow uh, gathering and stuff like and that. And they told me about Burning Man, and it was like, but it's really dusty out there. Um, and then I had a dear musician friend who he started going to Burning Man, and he came back like a different person. And he's like, you should come. And. So I made it happen, and my first year was 2010. Right. So getting tickets wasn't. Well, yeah, you know, it was, that was that was right before the, the 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 sellout and the lottery and all that crap. So. Mm-hmm. So we got lucky, um, and I went with two of my friends, and <laughs> I took a Toyota Sienna, <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, thinking that I could sleep in it and that you know it would protect me. <laughs> It, it's never the same. It will never be the same. I still have the thing, which yeah. is, is one thing to say. But it was 2010, so it was the year of super hot. It rained, yep. like, and there was mud, and it was like the quadruple rainbow portal thing that was happening. Um, oh yeah, that was that was that was an interesting year. That was that was like that was that was everybody kind of says that's kind of the turning point of where. The next year was kind of a whole different shift because, like, my first year was 2007. So I went 2007, 2008. I took off 2000. Obviously, I took off a decade after that. But, you know, 10 was the year. I was like, wow, I'm glad we didn't go that year. So it was wild. And I, I thought I might die. I thought maybe I had died. That this was heaven. Like, I remember it actually, like, things were so weird. Yeah. Like, Burning Man style weird that I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, is this real? Yeah. Don't you, no. <laughs> is this really no, no, no. This isn't real. This is Burning Man. Right? Um, but just the like, instant manifestation. It's, it's magic out there. Like, Absolutely. Every time I've been out there, I've just experienced things that just kind of confirm that we're all in really interesting. Oh, uh, yeah. We, we, the, it's the, 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 old, the old Chinese proverb. May you, the, the Chinese proverb, blessing and curse. May you live in interesting times. And yeah, that, that Burning Man will confirm that for you. For sure. And I remember, like, the first art car I got on was a pirate ship uh, driven by the Cookie Monster, um, a guy in a full Cookie Monster outfit. And, like, this dude gave me this card with, like, some Mayan god on it and gave me a reading. I still have that. Um, and then we rolled through the desert, and it, it was it was majestic and beautiful, and it's like being on a different planet. And 
like I I mean there's nothing like it in the it world it changes your brain man uh, I dream about it I dream oh. about it all the time <laughs> it's sometimes it's not always the best dreams like, no no sometimes no. shit gets real weird and burning man in my sleep but, oh yeah um, in general uh, yeah I mean I guess it's cheaper to go to sleep now than go to real Burning Man. Yeah, no, no, yeah. <laughs> go, 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 I, I tell people all the time, it's like, I want to go to Burning Man. I'm like, go to, go to a regional event first. Find your nearest regional and go there. You're going to get a little slice of Burning Man. And if that appeals to you, go to the Big Burn. Because I know people who have actually gone to regional events and then went to the Big Burn. They're like, yeah, this is nothing like, like I was expecting like, like a different vibe. I'm like, well, it depends on where you're camping at, what you're doing there. You know, I can't, I can't put the theme camp. I've got people coming to me all the week long, you know? Yeah. I usually camp with party nicotine. Well, yeah, that's always a great one. to. But on my first year, right. We were out at like, I don't know, H. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. yeah just... That was fun. We made friends with our neighbors. Uh-huh. And, like, I feel like we did it right, but it's very different. Oh Yeah. Oh yeah, well, you see, we do a theme camp when you're closer to the city. When you're out in the when you're out in the boonies, oh yeah, you have a great time. Just you know, getting, like I remember uh, my first year, we camped across the street from this one of the million, one of the early millionaire camps, and like they were like frying corn dogs, like like corn dogs and stuff like that. I was like, you know, whiteout comes up, and you know, it's like, well, we can't use the fryers anymore. So, so how, okay, so so that's Burning Man, but but that was before you became a sexologist. Yes. So I was in the process. Um, I had actually started school, I'm trying to think, timing-wise, spring in August. Okay, so I had worked at the Sex Museum for a while, um, and I think at that point it might have been nine months or so, and the person who was running it at the time also was a big burner, um, mm-hmm. and so I kind of heard about it, and then it was nice as, like, at the time, it was nice because I knew that they were there, and it was one of those connections of like, oh, somebody knows going to be here, and this crazy thing. Um, but in terms of how I became a sexologist, the erotic heritage museum definitely plays a big part in that, but it's not the very beginning of the story. Well, obviously, the beginning of the story is is that hey, look at this fun hole I found, and go from there. <laughs> Well, what can we do? I took a while to find the hole. Like, I found the clip way, way before I found the hole. And I think most women will say that, too. Like, I didn't realize, I mean, and a lot of women are like, I didn't realize that there was much of a hole. Because when you're young, you're like, yeah. what's down there? What's down there? Yeah, that's where, where people uh, come from, so. But, yeah, the power, power of the clip definitely helped me become a sexologist. And I remember, so, when I was about 15, I, I started having sex. And I had my first like major relationship, and I I'd always kind of been interested in sexuality. We had friends uh, when I was growing up in Hawaii who were like really into tantra. Yeah. Um, and so like sometimes we'd have very interesting conversations, and I'd like sneak down the stairs and like listen. Um, and I remember finding my parents like you know penthouse, and it, the really funny thing is my mom had had this book of erotic art. Mm-hmm. And she just always had it. And I think as a kid, I would go look at these kind of sexy paintings and yeah. stuff. Um, well, fast forward, I, around 15 or 16, was like, I was watching TLC, like, sex show or something. And I was watching all these experts. And I was like, who are these people? I want to be these people. Yeah. Where do these people go to school? Like, how do you do this? And I remember I started researching it and finding out that there was things like sex therapy or sex education. And so originally my plan was, to get into being like a sex therapist. Right. Because um, 
Thing, right? Yeah. When you help people with sex stuff. And even in high school, I was everybody's sex educator. So, right. like, I was giving low dog classes on Corona bottles when I was like 16 or 17. And it's funny, I was talking with one of my best friends just the other day, and she's like, I think I learned most everything from you. She's like, my parents didn't teach me shit. No. It was you. Um, and I'm, I'm so grateful that I was able to. I'm lucky because I come from a family that doesn't have a lot of hang-ups around sex. Right. Um, I didn't really grow up with religion. My mom's a professional astrologer. So, yeah, like, I mean, I was conceived astrologically. I remember when I was going to make my sexual debut, I told my mom, like, hey, it might be this weekend. She's like, I don't know, the astrology, you know. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> next week would be better. Like, that was the kind of relationship I have with my mom. Um, but... I just really got interested in like wanting to talk about something that people were afraid to talk about. And and it's how we all are here. It's like, why do we yeah. talk about this thing that we created life with? So anyways, I that's when I made my decision. And I went and got my undergrad in counseling. And in the process, kind of realized, fuck this. I don't want to be a therapist. Yeah. Uh, people are pretty fucked up. And I, yeah. I think that like, giving advice to people who aren't going to listen to me all the time is going to drive me crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, no, yeah. I ended up in my last semester, one of my professors was like, you know what, you should go into public health, and then you can do the sexuality stuff, but you don't have to be hearing everybody's problems, you can actually teach them how to have, you know, safer sex options, and how to understand their bodies, and have better sex, and more pleasure, and I was like, that, yeah. that's what I want to do. And so I started my master's in public health in 2008, and then in 2009, uh, I also got involved at the Institute. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's when I started working at the museum uh, as an intern and like the, ended up like the event director and education director after management and curatorship changed. And then um, I graduated and then I stuck around at the museum for a while while I was finishing up my master's degree. And because my master's took me longer because I was doing a doctorate at the same time. And then, uh, yeah, and then I graduated with that in 2011, and UNLV offered me a job. <laughs> and so uh, I started teaching part-time at UNLV. I taught two classes my first semester and then three, and then eventually ended up full-time, uh, and have been there for, it's going to be 12 years. Yeah. Years, which is great. <laughs> I've never been doing a job for 12 years ever. Well, yeah, but, it's, but but look at what you do for a for a living. You get to teach kids about sex. And they're all adults. Well, they're adult. Okay, okay. They're, but they are young adults. Okay, yeah. Uh, okay, I'm at the age where I'm at the age where almost everybody is a kid to me. So I'm a, I'm yeah, you're yeah. Days where I look at them and I'm like, they could all be my children. Like, yeah. Shit. Like when I first started teaching at UNLV, I was 24 years old. Mm-hmm. So they looked at me. I remember my first class. My students looked at me and they said. You're our professor. <laughs> like, mm, yeah, I'm not sure I believe that at all, but we're here, so let's do this. Um, and, you know, they all stay the same when I get older. That's fun. But I really love it. It's it's such a rewarding job, and especially in Las Vegas, which sells sex, right? It's right. The city and all that bullshit. Like, this is a conservative town with terrible sex ed. Very. And so I'm really helping heal a lot of, like, broken oh, yeah. self-esteem and sexual health knowledge that just, it's shocking some of the things my students think. It would just blow you away. Uh, and then on top of like the teaching stuff, I also do workshops, right? right. So I teach blow job classes as an adult. Yeah. And, 
Well, yeah, obviously. Obviously, it's an adult class. They're not signing up for that in the junior high. I mean, they probably know a more, they probably know more about blowjobs in, that, in junior high now than we knew. I, I had the you know, no, no, seriously. When I was in junior high, the internet like just came out, and like to watch a boob took like twenty five minutes for like one, one small picture of boobs to load. Yeah. You get excited like when it hit nipple level because it was loading like pixel by pixel. <laughs> you remember? I don't have to say this to you, but I just no, yeah yeah. When I was in junior high, there was. I was in college when the internet came out, and it, the internet we had in co- when I was in college was all text-based. Like you know, now I did remember I did do some BB some of the old BBSs back in the day with the dial-up, which was like you would have to wait like two days to see a boob, and it was the worst <laughs> image imaginable. So the kids have it so easy. Oh yeah, they've, they've got it great. All right, we're gonna play a little music, and then we're gonna come back, and we're gonna talk about what exactly a sexologist does, and we're going to uh, we'll we'll see we'll see where it goes. So, my God, I haven't been fucked like that since grade school. We're we're doing some uh, we're doing some uh, some sex talk here with uh, with uh, with uh, Doctor Doctor Sexpot herself and uh, the art director who who never comes on the show is is enjoying the, having the conversation off air. So. I, I live with it. It's okay. I don't. I don't she, she. 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 She puts up with this shit. So <laughs> we love the art director. Absolutely. Which is which. Is, which oh, it's actually funny. Uh, it's, when you and I met the first time, and I love telling people this story because me and me and the art director were down at First Friday, and like I knew who you were, and like you know, and like uh, she's like you know this is the Amanda. This is this is my partner Randy, and you were like oh that Randy. I'm like. <laughs> I've gotten that multiple times since then. I actually, it's a, it's a badge of honor now. So, it's, it's a good thing. It's a, it's, it's always a good thing. It's like, it's like I don't, you, you, you will know who I am because I had like rampage. And they're like, are you Randy? I'm like, what was the giveaway? <laughs> the megaphone, the, the, the loud things that I'm yelling at people that you should never say outside of a therapist's office, you know. <laughs> So, you are a licensed sexologist. What? Okay, I'm not licensed. Oh, well, okay, fuck it. You're, you're, Ill- you're, Ill- you're illegally performing sexual <laughs> knowledge, transferring sexually knowledge to impressionable adults who grew up Mormon and don't know that you can have sex that, is, doesn't, that, isn't, that you can have real sex and not just soaking, okay? <laughs> Unlicensed. Okay, so, 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 okay so, you're, so, so is there actually a licensing for there sex? There is not. Oh, okay. Which well, I think is an important thing for people to know. Okay, there well. are certificates in it. Um, to be a sexologist just means to study sex scientifically. Yeah. And so there's a lot of biologists and yeah. sociologists. You know, the first person I ever heard use the term sexologist was on was on Real HBO's Real Sex. And it was Annie Sprinkles. I love Annie Sprinkle, and I have met her, and I am an ecosexual because of Annie Sprinkle. No, I, I was an ecosexual before Annie Sprinkle, but I didn't have a word for it. Yeah. And I love, love her. Yeah, that was... I went to the same school I did. Yeah, I was really I, I loved I like I remember like 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 real sex like like we were talking about we were talking the break like during the eighties like coming oh, up especially so influential <laughs> for me absolutely yeah. it was like it was so it was like you know that was you know like you had you like you had the softcore bullshit on on Cinemax but it was like it was like really looking at sex mm-hmm. and like I was like oh so there's like a lot more to this and like. And, and and I don't know if the art director has ever seen you. You watched them all. Hell yeah! You know, you know and like the, the, the Annie Sprinkles one, where she's like doing her one woman show, and she's up there, and she, you know she's she's showing everybody her like here's the cervix, you know, and here's what it looks like, and here's what you know, it's like, 
And like you know, there were porn stars. I remember there were porn stars that they're like, I've never seen that bar. I've, I've, I've shoved stuff in there for years and never knew what was there. So well, I met a porn star when I was working at the Erotic Heritage Museum who didn't know what a vulva was. And it's like you sell it. It's what your job entails. Your vulva is the external female genitals, but you don't know that. Yeah, and that's and that, so many people don't. Well, yeah, because so many people don't know about sex. They don't even know about their bodies. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, it's like, it, it's surprising sometimes because like you were, you were, you were talking about, you know, you were the, you were kind of the, the, the sex therapist for your friends. I was too, because, you know, when I was like 14 or 15 years old and I was like, I was a nerd, you know, and I started having sex, but it was like, I wanted to know more about sex. So I was out there reading like the joy of sex and there was another book. I was trying to remember the name of it. It was a big one back in the 80s and I can't remember the name of it. There was one, uh, everything you want to know about sex. sex over for her, to ask. That was it. Yep. And I read those. I was That's reading. Awesome. The, I, I was like studying this stuff and like, like reading about it from like, because because I'm a nerd. I, I love the scientific aspect of Nerds something. Are in bed, by the way. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I've been I, I've been I've been, t- I've been I was pitching that one for for a while, and then now nerd is like popular and like oh I love it. I love it. It's hot. You know, you know it's like I, I always always quote the line from uh, Revenge of the Nerds. You know, all do, all docs think about is sports. All nerds think about is sex. <laughs> Which is totally true. Yeah. You know, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't have to listen to my show very often to realize that. So, but yeah, no. So, so you teach. So you, you have a class at UNLV. You teach. I do. You, I'm, what, what, like, what's the, like, like, what's, what's the name of the class? It's called Education for Sexuality. Okay. And I mean, that's the title. Which is- lovely yeah it's great uh, it's straightforward it's 16 weeks well actually i'm teaching a summer school class right now which is five weeks which is it's a lot oh yeah it's a lot in five weeks um but in 16 weeks we explore the history uh anatomy diversity sexual development attraction orgasms pleasure um birth sexual behaviors atypical behaviors sexual disorders Sexually transmitted infections, uh, sexual assault, and sexual violence, and sex work. Damn, and I want to go. I want to go back to school. I, I just I want to sit in that class. We have a lot of fun, and it's really powerful for people because at UNLV we're one of the most diverse universities in America. Yeah. And so, like, gotta put the mic actually closer to your. So, uh, when I look at my students, they're not white. Yeah. Most of them. Like, oh. they're Latino, they're Filipino. I have students from Ghana, from Nepal, yeah. from France. Like, it's it's beautiful because they're so multicultural. I learn from them. Yeah. And, like, they tell me about the female cutting that occurs in their family. Female circumcisions, uh, yeah. Totally. Uh, breast ironing. Uh, just some of these things that you've never heard of yeah. if you're not from those cultures. And... And then they share what we all grow. Yeah. And people learn about themselves in a safe place for them to ask those questions and grow. Yeah. It seems like it's just a weird thing. It's like it seems like like I've always kind of put that in like an American perspective of your you know our puritanical roots and everything like that. We're so sexually repressed and stuff like that. But really, that's more the way the world looks at sex. I mean, like Europe and stuff like that. They're totally different about that stuff. 
But, you know, the rest of the world is very repressed on sexuality and stuff. Like, you know, you know, I mean, yeah, it's still illegal to be gay in some part, I mean, by death. By death. In, by death in some parts of the world, you know? And that's just such a little, tiny, easy thing to get over, you know? We're not dealing, dealing with anything like, you know, we're not like, like dealing like any deep, you know, things here. It's like you love somebody, you love something, you, you like you like their genitals, you like your genitals, and that's what works, you know? Yeah, some of these countries, they still have polygamy. Um, they still have ownership of women. Yeah. Um, it's really fascinating to hear from my students. Like, yeah. I had a student from Iran whose dad had seven wives, and they found out that she was gay. And so they sent her to Iran so she couldn't be gay because it's punishable by death. Right. And she said she had more gay sex in Iran during that time because it's sex segregated. Yeah. So she was surrounded by girls. Yeah. Every girl, every every woman I've ever known who went to ca- Catholic girls' school, yeah, they're all that way. Correct. So I I really enjoy teaching at UNLV. And, and I have sex workers as students. I have porn stars as students. So it's just it's wonderful to have like the Mormons and the porn stars in the class together. Yeah. So you so okay. That, I mean, great. You know, because it's like a lot of people like say, oh, we we're talking about like a lot of people come into these things from you know their repressed cultures. Not all of us got to have hippie parents. Not all of us got to have you know. Um, not all of us got to have all, all, you know, got to have that kind of upbringing, you know. It's like, you know, I, you know, I joke very honestly. I learned about sex from a guy named Butch Fulton in the back of a bus on the way. He's like, I'm going to explain to you about women. Big, big, big <laughs> Butch redneck. That was more of a conversation than I got from my father. I was like eight. <laughs> I'm like, no wonder I'm fucked up as a person. <clears throat> but, you know, and that's, you know, that's, you know, that's, you know, people are having to unlearn things and, and, you know, you know, what, you know, what one person gets exposed to, another person may never get to exposed to. You know, it's like, you know, you talk about, you know, you talk about threesomes or orgies or something like that. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I joked around with somebody about that I had met a friend of mine at an orgy. And other people are like, you've been, you've been to an orgy? I'm like, a couple of them. I've got a few of them break out right around me. So, you know. How many people? Over six. So six. Six or more. Six or more is an orgy. Okay. That's that's my that that's my that's I, I I've seen it in less configurations and it's like couplings and stuff like that and you know that's one thing but anything over six yeah I'd say six and seven would be seven you're definitely in orgy territory. <laughs> Undeniably orgy territory. Well, you know, it, now, it, is this a spectrum of like entering into almost orgy? Well, it, like, it, uh, well, I, I, everything's kind of spectrum with me because like you know <laughs> it, it's you know it's it's the comment that I make all the time. It's like you know I, you know I've had too many dicks in my mouth to ever say I'm straight again. And then people are like, well, how many dicks? I'm like, how many dicks have I had in my mouth? I'm not going to tell you that answer. I said, but the the the, the threshold is three. Anything less than... I've never had three dicks in my mouth. Not at the same time. No, no, no. Not at the same time. I've had two. I've never had two in my mouth. I've I've had just one. I mean, I have a big mouth, but not, you know, that big. But yeah, I have, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen women with two two dicks in their mouth. So that's a great story to tell about somebody I'm never going to say. I won't say who it is, but, but, you know, but that's the thing is that there's a threshold. There is, there's an experimental phase of literally everything. Like just because you had sex with a, just because you had sex with someone of the same sex as you, does not make you gay. It doesn't make you bi. It makes you experimental. Like, let me test this out because, hey, as a parent, I've used this line before, and I've used this line on my friends. How do you know you don't like it until you try it? 
and it's like, well, I don't, you know, I don't, and that's where we get, to, that's where you start getting tied into sexual, sexual, sexuality versus relationship. Like, like, oh, I, I don't like, I, I, I'm not gay because I don't like girls. And I'm like, oh, you know, you know, or I, I, for me, you know, it's like, I, I, I could never be romantically attracted to a man. I have, I, 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 the male form, I like having sex with guys, but I could never be in an emotional relationship with them. So you're not bi romantic. I'm bisexual. I'm bisexual, thank you. Yeah. Non-pressing bisexual, but some, but 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 sex and but sex and romance get tied in together. Well, but it doesn't. It, but they do. But not always. Not, not always. Exclusive. No. So it's one of those things where, especially if you're getting good sex, it's kind of yeah. hard not to catch feelings. There's also brain chemicals that are happening. right. Well, so but it's like you think you're in love but, because your dick drones. But but it's like you can have feelings. I mean, like I I mean you know I I mean you know just I, I love Mamba. Mamba is is one of the dearest friends I have. He is one of my closest friends. We are. I have a more intimate relationship with Mamba than I probably have with. M- hardly anybody i would never fuck mamba i mean i mean we've joked around about having a sex tape and that would be you know if we ever wanted to make like a lot of money you know but, you don't have you know how many people would watch that you, would. you know you know how much money me and mamba, mamba if you're listening we gotta get back on this this idea so pay-per-view with all your friends paywall put it uh, only fans paywall 20 bucks a hit all day long <laughs> I could pay for Burning Man for the next five years <laughs> off of that, just off of my friends. <laughs> I mean, sex tapes don't always have to include what you think they do. Like, people make money off of, like, rubbing pie on themselves. Oh, I know. I know. I, I've had friends of mine who were, the, I've had, I've had, I've known the, the balloon stuff and uh-huh. the, the eating, the, it, we'll talk about, we'll talk about fetishes and stuff later. But, <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, it's a trip to, like, you know, you know, like yeah, people who are like, yeah, I would totally, I would totally pay for you to see a, 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 a sex tape with you and Mamba. I'm like, yeah, okay, <laughs> we, yeah, exactly. Start taking a tally. Yeah, no, no, no. You're gonna look and be like, look at the financial decision we made here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing is, to make gay porn, you don't have to be gay. No, these guys are actually gay for pay. Oh, absolutely. Because you make more money doing gay porn than straight, straight porn. Yeah. I've 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 been offered before. <laughs> I'm not dig too much into that that particular topic, but you know, the subject has been I've been broached before. <laughs> I mean, today's day and age. Anybody can be a porn star. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like it's the way you know. Back to you know, sexuality, certainly like in the, today's age. Like you know, I was reading somewhere that it was like you know, you know. Like like nudes, like like every millennial out there has like their nudes, and it's like uh, okay, I I I no, I I I can't remember the last time I I mean I've I've sent you a couple of dick pics over the years, but not many. Not I'm not looking at a man. I'm looking at the art director. You know, you want to say no, yeah, she probably does actually. So. It's not. It ain't, it, ain't, it, ain't, it ain't gonna make me any money in gay porn anymore. But well, some of the NSA has seen those too. Oh, so. I'm on so many watch lists. It's not even funny. <laughs> People are like, like, like you know, like when I'm talking about other business acumen stuff, they're on like, they're like, don't you use like, don't you aren't you worried about that? I'm like, no, because I'm already. They're not looking. They're not, no. It's okay. They can know that, that you know. I was I was at Burning Man last year doing acid on the air at the airport. With FAA regulators listening to those tapes, nobody ever bothered me. Yeah. 
It's, again, it's like I don't, I don't get, I don't give shit, whatever. So. Yeah. But, I mean, that's the thing is, I ask my students that question: that would you vote for someone for president who had naked pictures out there? Because with Snapchat and so yeah. many things, like so many people have naked pictures out there, yeah. and they they seem more open to it. And I think it's because they they have to put themselves in that situation. Well, and I think it's also it's kind of a desensitization. You know, it's like you know when you know when I was a when I you know you know when I was a teenager, porn was. You know, if if you were lucky, you could steal some tapes or something like that from yeah. somewhere, which I did. Well, I actually had, I had quite a collection. Cheerleaders three. I had I had I I will I I will confess this. I had a Betamax tape that I transferred over to VHS. That was that it was it, it was it was Tracy Lords. Oh. Yeah, which again highly illegal, but I was also like 15, 16 years old, so it, it's, it's illegal anyway. It was out there. You know, yeah, exactly. Well, it's it's and it's like you know one of the I had a, a, you know I had a friend of mine who had a penthouse that was sealed up that was the Vanessa Williams penthouse, and it's illegal to own that be- if you have the centerfold because the centerfold was Tracy Lords when she was sixteen years old. That's the thing. It's 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 and I will actually we're going to take a break. We're going to take we're going to play some music and then I want to talk about that about you know the sexualization of youth and. And, and and are are we are we are we deluding ourselves or what? So uh, let's play some music. Come back back tonight. You're gonna see Santa's dick. We are uh, we're here with uh, with with uh, Doctor Sexpot, and we're talking about all things sexy and sexual and stuff like that. And we were transitioning to uh, to uh, sex and youth. Um, and it's again, I come at this from 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 two perspectives. I come at it from a guy who who started having sex way too young. Um, Raising a child who is about that age now, and like don't do that, you know, like like when did like like you know you have that conversation with them, like you know you know don't you know you know save sex for something special or you know you know someone right, and they're like when did you have sex? And ah, no, we're not playing that game. <laughs> like no. It wasn't special and it wasn't right. That's it wasn't, what I'm telling you. <laughs> it wasn't special. It wasn't right. I'm not going to dig. You know, and there was a lot of that early on. You know, but. Like, but but kids today, and I say kids, anybody anybody younger than say twenty five is a kid to me because I'm damn near fifty. So you know, but it's like and I know they're adults and stuff like that. But even going younger, it's like we still have this mindset that like, oh, you know, you're not having sex, you can't have sex. You're 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 fourteen, fifteen, sixteen years old. And it's like, but. We, we, we've always done that. We, it's, it's not new. It's not the internet didn't corrupt all the kids and say, "Oh well, hey, I'm going to go have sex now." You know, it's like they're exposed. They're exposed to sex far younger than we were at that approximate age. You know? Oh, massively so. And I mean, and going kind of back to that point, you said historically people were getting married, right. having babies at like fourteen. Thirteen. 15, my 16. my great grandmother got married at thirteen, fourteen years old to my yeah. great grandfather and was started having children. You know, it's I like tell you, when I was 13 and I learned about people having to get married at 13, I was way not fucking ready. Oh, to yeah. Married at 13. I mean, I'm 36 and I don't know if I'm ready to be married, nope. <laughs> but like 13, your child. Yeah. Your brain isn't developed. Your body's not developed. Like there's a lot happening. And the thing that is so interesting for these kids is the amount of exposure as well as pop culture. It's very different than what we had growing right and it's i mean it's exponentially more accessible and more in their face and the thing is is i don't know if there's much we can do to 
stop that. I don't think I, like, I don't, turn uh, off the internet, and that's not gonna. That's happen. not gonna happen. I mean, but but it's like instead of like instead of like turning off the internet or trying to stop it, you know, shouldn't we like kind of like say, okay, this is where we at. Where do we go from here? Well, and that's what you have to do, right? Yeah. It's that you have to reduce the risk, right? And that there needs to be education, and that's the thing that's so frustrating for me, seeing how, especially in the school system, the way they teach about like sex education, right? They don't have conversations about pornography. And letting them know that it's not real. Yeah. And that's not what sex actually looks right. like when you start doing it. And that, you know, having triple anal reverse cowgirl sex the first time you ever do it isn't what is expected of you to be super cool and super high. Right. And all it does is desensitize you to, you know, I don't want to say vanilla sex, but I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with the word vanilla. But, you know, but it's like, you know, it's like not every sex is going to be, you know, you know, you know, ass banging Celeste Volume 3, you know? Well, so here's the thing that I see in the young people. Please. I see that they are more transparent than we've ever been. Absolutely. They are way more, I'm bi, I'm queer, I'm trans. And they are loud and they are proud. I mean, the first day of class, it might be a part of their, like, introduction class. Right. Like, that's how open and transparent they are. Um, and the privacy is something they value it, it seems like well yeah but it's but it's but, it, but they also understand privacy is is kind of an illusion anyway it's, well there's that right and the privacy is yeah. the illusion and so it's just i see a lot more acceptance and openness um they uh, they are exposed to things that if that we were not at that age but i think that they can make kind of reasonable decisions with their own bodies if they're given the chance to understand what that means right what their body means what's happening why do you feel horny like what do you what do you actually want out of this do you want the pleasure do you want the intimacy do you want love right Right. the amount of girls will have sex with some dude because like i love you baby and oh and then they do it and the guy disappears the next day like i hear those stories all the time it's it we have to understand that. I'm, I'm trying not to. I, 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 yeah, I literally, when you said that, somebody popped into my head and I will not name them on the air. So, I mean, yeah, but no, seriously, it's like, seriously, it's like, it's love, the love bomb. I mean, they have a term for it, love bombing. Well, so here's the thing that I've seen in the young people, too, that makes me a little sad. They, so I had a student who came to me and said, you know, I think that there's something wrong with me. And I was like, okay, like, let's talk more about, like, what do you, what do you think about that? Like, what's going on? And they said, um, Can you grab a bottle of water also? They said, I need to have, like, emotional connection with somebody and, like, get to know them as a friend before I have sex with them. And that means, like, there's something wrong with me. And I'm like, what do you, what's wrong about that? He's like, well, I can't just go have sex with somebody. And, like, so many of my friends could just, you know, like, swipe right on somebody and go and, like, Hook up, yeah. have sex. And then that's it. He's like, I can't do that. That doesn't feel right for me. And so, yeah, I, like, and, and, and I've I've had that same conversation with people. They're like, you know, you know, got with, with my reputation, stuff like that. Even though everybody knows I'm in a monogamous relationship, you know, with the art director, they're like, you know, but but you're you you have naked women sitting on your lap with their tongues down your throat, and you're doing, you know, you know, various substances off their tits. Like yeah, but that's but 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 that's not necessarily that that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. If I was going to if I was going to have an all pretty much most of my life now I've been in places where, yeah I've you know been so doped up and so in a real bad headspace that I would absolutely fuck anything that moved and on the first meeting, <laughs> but I also realized that was because I was in a bad place and so I want to have that emotional connection and that's something that's I think you're right it's missing from kids the from from not just kids I have I have. I have friends of mine who are 
my age who are still doing that and still don't have that emo they 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 like they're like they haven't gathered that emotional connection to somebody you know and it's like a fine line with especially with me so like i have i'm surrounded by beautiful fucking women and they're sexually free and stuff like that and 90% of them i'm like i would never have sex with you because that's just not our relationship. There are some of them that absolutely I would have sex with them if that were an option. It's not, so don't think about it. You know, we still think about it, but <laughs> well, fantasy is not reality, and we're allowed to think about all. Sorts and, and, and you know what? In fantasy, you can't get an STD. You can't you get can't, pregnant, exactly. and uh, you never need lube. Your your dick always works, and uh, yeah, fantasy is better than reality. <laughs> and I have a very vivid imagination. I think there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And, and more people should be down for that. More people should should accept that. But well, it's also sure. and so like that's the thing that here's one of my problems with pornography and the way it's currently presented is that when you have visual stimulation you are not encouraged to imagine. Right. And that's like reading porn is so much hotter in terms of like being able to kind of imagine like you being the person in the yeah. thing or whatever whatever the best looking pair of tits is to you instead of what you are shown. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that there's a disservice in, in the expectation that comes with that in terms of what bodies look like, what pleasure looks like. Yeah. Like, that's the thing is, is watching porn to learn is like watching, watching porn to learn about sex is like watching Fast and Furious to learn about how to drive. Like, it's yeah. just not. Exactly. Porn is not, porn is, porn, porn is not, is not real. No. It's real, but it's, it's not art. real. It's art. And it's movie. It's movie magic. Yeah. But, it's it's I mean, but that but that but you know and especially if you've known porn stars okay. and and hear about you know that scene that took that took 20 30 minutes that took you know four or five hours to film and like you know you know it's like you know yeah it's it, and they're not coming they're not coming they're not enjoying themselves you know you know i mean they're enjoying i mean some of them absolutely are some enjoying people are having a great time some people are having a good time but at the same having sex on the back of a motorcycle you know like there's just the, the fantasies yeah I've, I've seen that porn i've seen that porn too you know like it's the, the fantasies aren't always comfortable right i think right. most of us uh well it's 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 the it's it's it's, it's it's not always yeah it's it's, it's the concept and i, I tell this people all the time about threesomes <laughs> The concept of a threesome on porn looks fucking amazing. It's fucking great. In real life, threesomes are a pain in the ass. Most of the time. You're just going to disagree with me on that one. I... They can be what, what you make. They can be what they want to, but sometimes but, they but are magical. Sometimes <laughs> I have had some I have had some very magical threesomes. I have had some I've really had some really awful ones. I've had some horrible ones. <laughs> I've had some horrible ones because that's when you that's you know, but that's but you know, you balance it out and what you know, you're 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 I mean, I know people who have had who you know, who have had, you know, you know, a handful, two or three threesomes are like I'm that and I'm never doing that. That should fuck that. I have one boyfriend who said, I don't ever want to have a threesome because I don't want to disappoint two women at once. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and, and you know And he never got one. <laughs> you gotta believe in yourself now, but Congratulate, yeah, exactly. Exactly, you know. It's like, you know, it, you know, and it's like, you know, that's you know, being bi, especially as as bi as I used to be, that was that would you know, it's like, hey, I'm I'm down for whatever. You know, yeah. and it's like you get some bi curious guy and some girl who really likes seeing that yeah, that's pretty fucking magical. Uh, or you get some or you get some guy who's completely freaked out about 
another guy touching his dick, and it's like, uh, okay, well, uh, okay, we're not going to be able to do, okay, there, there, there's going to be some contact here at some point, gentlemen, later, sir, so, <laughs> or some, or a woman who, and I, one, I, there was a woman in my life who, you know, who was like, was like, we had, we had a threesome with, with another guy, and she was freaked out that I was going to leave her for the other guy, and I'm like, no, no, that was sex, that's not... I mean, yeah, yeah, it was hot, but it wasn't like whatever. So, and that's where emotions and sex, like, are those things that are, are so complicated and often interrelated. Right, because because sex with someone who you who you have a, you love and have a deep caring for is better. Hell yeah, hell yeah. You know, it's like I tell people all the time. You know, it's like you know, you know. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that my, my the, the art director is a prude and she's not, but she is. But she, you know, she's not as well-rounded as some people is that a nice way of putting it sure, sure. Yeah, she's just like oh, you're never getting laid. you're not getting laid for a month <laughs> yeah you know but sex with her is some of the best i've had in my life oh yeah you know and it's not necessarily because oh we did that we no. we did this there or we it's the intimate connection mm-hmm. thank you it is that there's more than just it's more than just you know tab a slot b or c or whatever you want to put it you know it's it's more than that you know, and yeah, again, go back to the fantasy. You know, it's like, you know, you know, the things that I know she won't do, can't do, you know, whatever, are better in a fantasy, in a, in a fantasy setting. So. Well, and sometimes fantasy is fun to incorporate into your sex life. Because, oh, yeah. Like, you could talk about it, and that's, that's hot enough. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, that'll get you turned on enough to get where you want to go. <laughs> um, but sometimes it's also a way to, like, try out a fantasy before you... Right? Is it? Does it, yeah? Like, like let, let's walk through this here and see. Yeah. You know, is this something that you know? You know, could like okay? Let's. Is this something we want to go further down this rabbit hole or like? Hey, you know what? That's we're good. We're good with. We're good with where it went to. Yeah, I, I think well, people need to talk. Like that's another oh. thing that I think everybody needs to do more of. We need to absolutely. And especially when you want to explore sexuality, especially when you want to explore different relationship styles. Yeah. Like, you have to communicate. You have to communicate. And when you don't, things go wrong. And you have to know what turns your partner on, and yes. you have to be honest about what turns you on and what doesn't turn you on. Yes. You know, it's like, I like to, you know, you know, pain and pleasure is, is, was one of the things I was going to talk about, but we'll kind of segue into that for just a second. Like, to me, there is, I, there's nothing pleasurable about pain okay. at all. Like, like, I don't like, I don't like spanking. I don't like, I don't like even doing it uh-huh. because my life has taught me pain and pleasure do not go together, uh-huh. you know, because I've had a lot of pain in my life, even even sexually inflicted pain, and it's not pleasurable. But some people do, and again, I understand that those pleasure centers are or those centers are close to enough to each other, and you can get some rewiring done. And believe me, I've done enough rewiring in my brain over the last thirty fucking years. But you know, it's like, but some people are really into that, and that's where you that's where you have those conversations about you know what what you like, what you'll go, how far down that rabbit hole will you go with them. And if it's something further, that comes into more conversations about where do we go from here. Yeah. Well, it's just fascinating to see uh, people get pleasure from all sorts of wonderful things. Sometimes very curious things. But the whole pain, BDSM thing, uh, for a lot of people, it's like a drug. Like, they're chasing 
that high yeah. that can happen from the release of those I, I had a friend of mine who was really into it, and she called it subspace. Oh, you get to a different yeah. dimension. Yeah. Uh, but you have to work up to that, right? It's not like someone could just start yeah. like eating you, and all of a sudden you're there. Like, yeah. But it's all of that stuff isn't actually as violent as it looks. Right. It's an energy exchange. Absolutely. Right. And, and it's a power exchange. Mm-hmm. Um, in in which someone is kind of giving up that power into someone else's hopefully competent safe hands. Yes. Okay. Uh. Yeah. Okay, that's a great place to stop because then we're gonna talk. We're gonna we're gonna move on to the the, the other side, the, the 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 deeper some of the deeper things that turn people, turn people on and, and how how trauma plays into that. Now you all have your helmets, but how many of you brought condoms? Huh? Yeah. Mm, very good. What about us lesbians? Huh? Well, you'll all burn in hell, of course, but... We, we don't expect a whole lot of things. We expect the unexpected here. Uh, we are... Uh, we are... Uh, wrong one here. Sorry, that one. We are... Uh, we, we have been blessed with a, a wild mamba has wild shown... Mamba. Um, uh, hello, hello, hello. How y'all doing tonight? All right, back off the mic. It's a, it's a mic, not a dick. Come on. <laughs> we, we have this conversation every time, Mamba. We are. We, you've already yeah. been invoked today. I, I really. just can't help myself. You know? I, I know you can't. No, no. You know, I, I, I get it. I get it. Mamba also brought with him his 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 baby brother, Junior. Uh, oh, and again, you have to see the size comparison between Mamba and Junior. So, <laughs> I, I like, like, I, 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 I kind of almost thought you wouldn't show up. I almost thought you wouldn't show up. I like to put it in the back of my brain, and then you know we go. Of course, you know, like on the dawn of the fifth day, look east. As the sun sets on the on the, uh, in the other every other Wednesday, look to my horizon. Yes, <laughs> look to your like, west. Well, you're supposed to be here six o'clock. So, <laughs> God damn it! I'm glad you're here, man. Yes. So it, it, we've uh, we've told the story. We Mama has told his origin story on air with that involved you and his it, you know his first time at Burning Man. So <laughs> we but, called yeah. him Butterfly because he'd like mm-hmm. come in and then like come mm-hmm. out. I don't know. I'm happy he survived. I'm happy he <laughs> survived too. I, I'm happy too, but it, it, it was close to times. We're, we're all happy. We're all happy. Mama survived. Yeah. No, but I do like, I think my favorite detail from that first bird was the fact that I would, that like a few days in, we just put a, a whiteboard outside the RV and I could just write if I, when I would last checked in so that way, you know, people, still people still knew that I was alive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And there was also the board where, you know, the first time where I had like a message board of women looking for me at Burning Man and then <laughs> learning that, you know, <laughs> I find you, you don't find me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. If, you find, if you find Mamba, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> you got real lucky. No. A wild Mamba. A wild Mamba appears. So we're talking about sex. We're talking about... Uh, we're, we're. I wanted to... Uh, before you showed up, we were going to talk about uh, the Erotic Circus, which was the uh, which was uh, Dr. Sexpot's... Uh, uh, Amanda's uh, show, the variety show that she did for... What was the origin? Tell me about that. Because I went to the last one that was yeah. had yes. a couple years ago. Which was legendary. Which was, was very legendary. So, right. um, so I started doing the erotic circus in, I want to say, 2016. Um, right in 2015, but somewhere around there. And originally, um, I was 
the owner of the Sci-Fi Center came to me, William, and asked if I wanted to like do a variety show at the Sci-Fi Center. Um, now, rewind, I had done a variety show at the Erotic Heritage Museum called Afternoon Delight. Yeah. That was like a once a month, in the afternoon on a Saturday, I'd have magicians and burlesque dancers, and we drink tea and eat cookies. Uh, so that was my first variety show that I ran for about 13 shows. And then I ended up getting into the Erotic Circus, which started literally in the back of the comic book store, um, which was fun. And we did two shows there, and then we were invited over to the Onyx Theater. Um, and then we did, I want to say, five, four or five shows at the Onyx Theater. And then Onyx closed down, which yep. is a tragedy. Yep. Down, because they were doing amazing things there. And then um, I ended up doing my show just for one night over to Hooters. Uh, <laughs> place for my show. And it was at the Night Owl Lounge. And I I sold that place out that night. It was awesome. And actually, I sold out almost every one of my shows. Yeah, you did. But, but it was interesting because I, so they actually offered me that night a weekly show if I wanted it. And I said no, because I had my PhD to finish. Yeah, and I was like, if I Priorities. I like it. Yeah, well, focus on your... I... Mm-hmm. Believe me, any excuse to not do that thing, like, I would take. <laughs> but then I was like, well, then maybe I'll just leave academia. I was like, no. No, <laughs> stay, stay where you are. Yeah. <laughs> Finish the PhD and then you can do the show. So, so the circus is not dead. Circus, circus, uh, that, that's where I was going. And that's where I was going with this is is that, you know, I saw the last, the last circus you did. You know, it was fabulous you know it was great me and the art director were there in our unicorn splendor so beautiful <laughs> majestic af <laughs> majestic af hey what is dead may never die yep yes it lives on in our sparkling hearts so would you do it again hell yeah and then so the producer of the showroom that was the booters he moved over to Alexis park mm-hmm. and he had so i still have an open door over Alexis park if i want to go with that's that's like the sweeter sex hotel in Las Vegas. Yeah, it is. No, no. Uh, so I've been, so I've heard actually. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a some of the suites there have a hot tub halfway up the stairs to like oh. the second floor suites. Like it's just it's so like dirty sex Vegas that I love. Okay. It. I love that. Yeah. Well, see, I've heard of like a couple like you know play parties and like events happening there. I've been invited, and I thought it was kind of interesting that that name kept popping up, but I just. I didn't realize it was that hot of a property. It's kind of one of the only ones where it's like acceptable. There used to be rumor next door, but oh. it got bought out and now it's serene and like it's all. I I, I remember rumor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, one of the things I love is that because it was also like right across uh, from you know like Hard Rock, so yep. rehab. Yep. Back when rehab was a thing, so you know we'll go to rehab and then you know you fight you you uh, you pick up a crew and you guys. All sort of understand, yep. and then we all look, yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. Oh, the good days. <laughs> oh, it's the, the hard rock. The, the Virgin. Have you been to the Virgin? I haven't been to the Virgin yet. So, have you been to the Virgin? Oh yes, I've been to the Virgin. Yeah. So, it is not the same hotel. No. And it doesn't have soul. Like I don't yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. It's it just it's a it's. Like, all the pieces are there, but it just doesn't feel like any sort of personality. Yeah. It's like um, corporate AI monster built a hotel. Yeah, it's, like, it's, 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 it's AI art, where, like, it looks like it should be there, but it's just something is just isn't. Well, like, and, and the echoes of what was there before are still in yeah. the <laughs> Yeah. But they are going <coughs> to the target. So, like, yeah. it's, they're not doing well. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they make it 
Really? Like, even in a couple of years, almost every time I'm there is vacant. Unless there's like a concert. Yeah. Like that place is not popping. Yeah. Even for your dog, by the way, that's a cool thing. You can walk your dog at the Virgin Hotel. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things with balls, you go walk your dog at the hotel. Although, I will say, I mean, they do have a Cassie Beach Club, which is actually a pretty good time. It's like a, you know, like it's like the beach uh, front pool area with like a yeah. little restaurant. Yeah. So it's it's a good time. But, it, yeah, that's only a, you know, summertime thing. Mm. Overall, it just, like, because the Hard Rock was, like, very, like, low-key, a, a party spot in Vegas. It was off the strip, and it's it just one of those, it was its own self-contained party. Ecosystem. Yes, it, it was an ecosystem. It was, it, it, everything, and that's why it was awesome when EVM was there. Yes. Because it was just like, yeah. which bar do you want to go to? Yeah. Oh, everybody <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, you guys all, it was its own little bubble, yeah. and you just didn't leave. You didn't need to. Or if you went outside, it was yeah. rumor or yeah, which which was, like, which was really all kind of you know it was almost kind of like a little suburban area of the of the sex swinger right? hotel. Those were the days. Yes. I had a very good time. I went to one of the craziest sex parties in my life at the Hard Rock. Hotel. Uh, I, I truly believe that. Like scrub off my room. <laughs> like, yeah. Actually, uh, do you remember when uh, the Hard Rock they when they used to do dorm days? No. Oh, that so wild. So dorm days. They would take out. They would rent it. They would. They would deserve the entire top floor of the Hard Rock. And so, what you would do is almost like you're in, you're in dorms. So you rent out a room, and for for each room you rent, you can have like six people. And each room was like its own little mini party. So it's like you guys are all in a dorm, and everyone goes parties in everyone uh-huh. else's room uh-huh. at the same time yeah, with music. Yeah. And obviously, you know things got very raucous very fast. Uh-huh. Sounds like a song. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that thing? I know, and it's one of those like it's probably kind of annoys me because low part almost feels like I'm getting old, but I'm like, but no, you guys also just aren't having the really cool things to do anymore. We have like old people parties now, though. Like, yeah. we grow, we make smart choices about money. Well, like, yes, nice. I mean, no, 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 no decisions. I mean, last like twice as long for me now, though, which I don't appreciate. So. Knock on wood, I know I still don't get hangovers. No, but everyone told me, hey, like when you get 25, you're gonna get hangovers. <laughs> they said when you get 30, you're getting hangovers. Now I'm like, what, 35, 40? Like, my body, my body, my liver is fantastic. <laughs> no, that's just my heart, you know. <laughs> Heart's hardened up. The liver's still kicking it. So. But you pour, pour a little tequila on my heart and melts right. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. No. Oh my gosh. Uh, hang on one second here, folks. We we got we got talking. We didn't uh, we didn't play the uh, the we didn't do this. All your questions will be answered in a in a scholarly sense. Yes, boys and girls, we are well into the final hours. Where uh, we don't know what the hell we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about literally everything. So let's talk about sex, baby.
Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the fun things degeneracy that we do. Let's talk about it. We, we you, missed, you, you missed that part of the show. So, but no, we're we're having we're no. Um, we were. Gonna, I was. I like. I really loved the your. I really loved your erotic circus. It was just so awesome. And 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 I. And if you ever decide to do it, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna, I'm gonna prostrate myself for you. If you ever decide to do it, I would love to be your MC. Oh really? That could be fun. That could be fun because I have. I do. I. I, I the last MC I saw, I don't know if she if she always did it was Tawdry, and and passed away recently. Passed away a couple years ago. Yeah. And and you know. May she go to the good. May she good to go to the good place, which is ninety percent off wigs. As, as all drag queens should. <laughs> And I would yeah. never try to fill. I would never try to fill her G string. Oh, but she she had one of the most raunchy. Like I would have moments with her where I was just like jaw on the ground. Like, did you just yeah. fucking say that? Yeah. Oh my god. But I used that to me too. So I do that to you too. And I feel like I feel like I, I feel like I could walk those heels. So yeah, so and and, and, and have and have, and have some costume changes along the way. So I think it's potentially fun. Like I'm I'm feeling the vibe again. I finally have the energy. Like I just. I've gone through some serious shit in the last four years, and I had to get real about how much energy I had to give out, but, like, in reality, I love performing more than anything. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm a professor, it's my job. Like, you put me on a stage, there is nothing in the world like that for me. Yeah. Um, and so I would love to do more of that and make a career out of doing that kind of stuff, because I think that you can take sex education and put it into the circus, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, like, that's the thing I loved about the circus. It always had a theme. There was always kind of something going on. Like, you went to the Majestic one. The ones before, there was gender bender. There was animal. It was a sexy beast version. So it was like, and I do costume contests. So I remember you guys are part of my costume yep. contest. And then I'll give out, like, fun toys or whatever. But it, it creates, it, it's like a burr event. Just come be a part of the show. Uh, be yourself. Be, be part of the thing. And I, I love it. And I miss it. And you would be a great part of it. So I will keep that in mind. Keep that in mind if you want to. Uh, if you want to, down you know I'm always here. I've got multiple Santa costumes. I will. I will. I would. I would love to do it. And I will offer myself up if you need an understudy. Motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> where am I going that you're not going to be there? <laughs> I mean, you know, show show, hey, show, hey, show, hey. show 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 me on that. Show me that map. Uh, I'm just saying, if the pantyhose fit, the pantyhose no. fit, wear them. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. all right. All right, let's play some music, and uh, we'll uh, come back and uh, talk more sexy stuff with uh, everybody. Sam, get me wet. We are... Oh, we are back live with uh, Dr. Sexpot, with uh, Mamba, with the art director, with uh, Junior... Oh, Dr. Red White, so... And Junior, so... Um, well, like I said, we're... 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 we're our 40 minutes. We got 40 minutes left. Um... Let's let's have it. Let's let's talk about what's the. I, you and I talked about this earlier. Um, strangest place you've ever had sex. Like now, now again, we're not we're not we're not you know. Places not body. Parts. Yeah, places, yeah. body parts, and stuff uh, like that. You know. I had sex in a castle in England one time. Ooh. Like in the heat of the castle. Yeah. Like it was. Wow. Okay. Did you do it like the old royalty used to? Yeah, I was bent over. No, probably not like the royalty, but probably like whatever they were, you know, yeah. and and the key, or buggering, or shagging, or shagging, shagging. I had a good shagging in the keys of the 
I mean, did you, did you call him my lord while it was happening? Place. I mean, like, we, we don't have a whole lot of castles in, in, in America, so. No, it was so cool, and I... Marba? We're just, strange, like, I'll tell mine real quick here while you're thinking. That's why I, so a couple came in my head, but probably the one that stuck out the most was on a set of train tracks. Ow. Wow. Huh? Ow. On a set of train tracks? Yes. Okay. No, no, no. I mean, uh, well, <laughs> exactly. Is so, there a story in that? Or? I mean, it, it was okay. So, with that train coming, yeah. I don't, so it was really weird. Like it was you no know, uh, between you know you go between Vegas and L.A. Yeah. All right, and you know me, me and a certain lady, lady friend, we had like driven to L.A. We had like a good weekend of just like music and substances and yeah. body parts, and we we're driving back, and then. I had talked about Nipton, just because it was like, and she was like, I've yeah. never been here. I was like, sure. So we parked, we're walking around, walking around, and I'm not sure, but we just kind of started making, I was like, oh, well, we're here yeah. in the middle of the woods, and there's these train, like, well, we'll hear the train if it's coming. Yep. Theoretically. And, you know, it was the flattest area around, so. Yep. No, just where you go. You, you know. The tra- you know, I had to lay some train tracks. Yeah. I, I, I told the man of the story earlier, I'll tell the abbreviated version. The strangest place I ever had sex was at a funeral. I was dating a, I was dating a girl, and her father had passed away. And we were at his funeral. It was here in Vegas when the funeral home downtown. I'm not going to name it. I don't even remember which one it was. But, you know, I was, you know she was, like, grieving in the grieving process and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, came up to her, like, what do you need? What, what can I do for you? She's like... I need you to fuck the shit out of me right now. And I'm like, okay. So I went to the other viewing rooms and stuff like that. There was an empty room, no caskets, nothing like that. And I was like, Malay, you know? <laughs> <laughs> because I've never turned that re- done that request ever in my life. So. I mean, I, I you know what? That is probably the stra- strangest place I've heard someone had sex. Really? I mean, I in, in, in a funeral. Gra- like, I've heard lots of graveyard stories. Yeah, well, but this no, no, but no, there's between graveyards and funerals because okay, graveyards in location, but like during a funeral. Her father's funeral. I know that's this is why like there's so many layers. Like that's that's a story you can't make up. Yeah, exactly. You know. I mean, I I, also, I could absolutely see that happening. Like I'm I'm fairly sure you just spoke into existence and it'll happen to me at some point. Well, I mean, but, I mean, I mean, it's not a one up in contest. Oh no, it's but, not. No, no, but no, no, you no the fact that you, I've heard I I know that exists means it's going to happen to me now. That's how the universe works. Yeah. I could I, I couldn't imagine it before now, but now I can. So, somewhat sometime. So, yeah. No, I've heard. I've been. I've been friends of mine that have we had sex in weird places. Like, um, I had a friend of mine at one point who was an assistant to a uh, coroner, and had sex in the coroner's office. You know, with the dead right. bodies around Not there and stuff like that. Though, which is kind of like ugh, kind of weird. You know, I've had sex in church before. I had sex Actually, with a dry cleaner. So my boyfriend worked at the dry cleaner. That was definitely that was fun. Stayed on the racks. Um, yeah. Actually, pretty hot. Um, like I'm only all these moments of like fun places now. Actually, oh, uh, have either of you ever uh, had sex in the uh, in a movie theater in the projection room? Uh, I have not. Projection room, that no. Is on my TV list, yes. So. Yeah, I mean it's actually kind of hot. 
Well, because one wait, of the reasons through doobie list. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I I caught that too. I caught that. I was like, this, we're, we're, we're rolling past that to doobie list. Okay, thank you, Doctor Sexbots to doobie list. Yeah, it's kind of like a bucket or a bucket list. Yeah, like oh, I have a bucket list. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I don't need the need. Sometimes, sometimes I don't know I need it on my to do list until it's like about yeah. to happen. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna right. Like I never knew I wanted this, but now I want nothing yeah. more than this. Exactly. Yes. I've, I, I I've I've been there a few times. Yep. And yep. And all that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I had sex at a fault line in Idaho. I get really hot and bothered in Idaho. I don't know why. I swear to God, I crossed the border and I'm like, I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. Tip the name. Seriously, though. I don't know. Something happens to me. <laughs> but there's this huge fault line in Idaho where I guess in like uh, late 80s, it, it shifted 19 feet and you could see it. Yeah. And they're like this huge amount of water busted out, anyways. But yeah. That was pretty hot. Interesting. The crust of the earth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those guys are so hot. Yeah. I mean, what is about Idaho that gets you hot and bothered? I don't know. I don't know if it's because it's such a conservative place that I just, like, want to be extra naughty to make sure I think there's, there's, there's definitely a correlation there because, like, the more repressive the culture is, the more weird people's I, I, I somebody corrected me one time and said a fetish is something with an object aphilia is actually a you know without you know fetishes philia stuff like that it's a like right it's yeah. like when you when you're really into it yeah um, but it philia doesn't always mean it's it's a fetish yeah um, yeah this is where we start getting the weird like 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 murky area of sexual education like we were talking about earlier like you know it's like we don't talk about sex so we don't have good terminology for what things are you know well, people say that, like I have a fetish for this like yeah, actually if you have a fetish for it you need it like you yeah. need it right. to be totally right. really like it. yeah it's not just what I like tits it's like you have to have tits in order to come like yeah. that's how it's yeah. look at this dog it's really dog, dog yeah the Rubio is ridiculous so but yeah, no, 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 like I said, I've, I've, I've talked to them, like, like I've done some weird people who had some weird sexual things, and it's like, it's, I, 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 there's no, well, the weird word weird is not, you know, you know, it's not weird to weird, me. Yeah, weird is a compliment. Weird is a compliment, you know, yeah. it's like, I'm weird, you know, but it's like, you sometimes figure out, you know, like, you, like you'll, I, I remember a conversation we were having some at some point where I talked about a girl that I knew who, you know, was into bestiality. She had given up on humanity and had was just all about fucking a dog. I'm like, okay, you know, you know, and then you like start man's you, best friend, woman's best friend, woman's best know, friend, you know, like sort of you know, and she and, yeah. and, and in, <laughs> in that case, she was a uh, she was a uh, clinical psychologist who worked for the Canadian government. <laughs> like she's having to deal with all these horrible human beings. And just like kind of gave up on humans. I'm like, and you're and you have sex with me also? What? So I was feeling like an Eskimo brother with a dog. <laughs> <laughs> of all the people, of all the questions I've been answered, uh, it's it's weird. That that's a weird one. That's a, that's a very weird I'm one. Sorry. I don't know. It's, it's okay though. Yeah, that 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 that. I that, 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 like sheep and stuff. Like you know, sometimes it's in their species. Yeah. Yeah, that's again. That's weird. That's not all places. That is stated to be the best sex with an animal in like 2019. 
Yeah, it's you'll be amazed that like that there are a lot of laws like in terms of uh, yeah bestiality like it's the laws are very way laxer than they should be. Well, like there was a time in like 2015 when I was doing my podcast where I actually counted up the amount of states where gay marriage was legal and the amount of states was legal to have sex with an animal, and there were actually more states where it was legal to have sex with an animal than get married to someone of the same sex. Yeah. Luckily, that is not how it is now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for for it now. Was like seven years ago. <laughs> yeah. Why, Actually, right? you know, I think I might be in your class. I think I was in your class when you when you you said that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you're one of. I have very few friends who've taken my class, and you're you're one of like maybe yeah. four, like yeah, maybe less. Three. I only had three people who I knew before they took my class. I may have to take class. I may. I literally like, 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 like. I may have to take class. Just show up. You can pretend to be a student. I won't say shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I'm gonna show up in your class looking. Oh, you can. I can. I can. I can. I can. I can blend in. I usually choose not to. So. We respect all pronouns in my class. Yeah. I had student last semester. Who was funny? Like they. I was really happy because in the process of my class, like they uh, like scheduled their like, gender assignments for me, uh-huh. um, and then they actually got all kinds of like wearing this adorable dress, and it's just like it's so nice to be, especially in the way America currently is right now, and a lot of the policies and just crazy shit that's happening yeah. in Florida. Like to be able to hold a safe space for gender diverse folks, like oh, yeah. that's just it's important for me. It's it's just about safety and respect. And, yeah. Like, yeah, life is fucking hard. So can't we just be nice to each other? Absolutely. Like, yeah. why, why, why are we going to get hung up on, on something so simple? Like, you know... It's just a small part of our population. And they deserve respect. Exactly. The same shit that the rest of us are on top of not feeling comfortable. Exactly. And the bodies they're born in. Like, just, I don't know. Oh. But I had an interesting conversation with people the other day who were all like, well, you know, man and woman, that's the way that... Oh... Millennia, and I was like, actually, no. No. <laughs> it was kind of fun to call them out. No. But it's like, this, these people, in our history, these populations have existed for thousands and thousands of years. Yeah. It's not like this is new. It's not like they put gay in the water and now yeah. everybody's trans. Like, which, I, you can't even say this shit. Like, this is not unusual. It is not abnormal. Diversity is normal. Diversity um, is absolutely normal. And we need to celebrate it instead of fight it. It's, it's like we're I'm just America's going this really weird backwards cha cha right now. Well, but it's sending me to Canada. Like, well, but like, yeah, I think I feel like that it's going backwards, but it's going backwards for a reason because then it's going to burst forward. I hope so. We're show, we're kind of like we're doing this like you know. Yeah, I'll talk not to talk politics, but I'll talk politics for a second because it's my fucking show. I can talk about whatever I want to. You know, like politics. You know, like Republicans. And, and, you know, the Republicans have embraced this real authoritarian ideology. I'm like, so you're telling me the late the lady who thinks that the Jewish space laser, or the governor of the state who's pissing off the largest employer in his state, are the future? It's, it's going to burn itself out. Well, and like I said earlier, I think the young people are just more respectful to each other. Yeah, exactly. There is more openness to this stuff, and I just I have hope. Yeah. Like I, I'm worried about the kids, but I also have hope for the kids. I have you hope. Know? I have hope for the kids. I hope the kids are going to do fabulous. 
I want to be I want to be the cool person that the kids can see like oh yeah you know you're not you know you're not you're not that kind of guy you know like the the boomer millennial thing was always a little little wonky but you know I was like no no I, I want to be, I'm, I'm I'm cool shit I'm Gen X I'm fucking I was there man you know and you want to you want to walk on my path fine I'll I, please do you know we we just didn't give a shit so all right. Let's play some music, and then we'll uh, come back, and then we'll uh, we'll start wrapping this uh, little thing up. So. Oh no more Yankee, my wanky. The donga need food. It's uh, it's been a blast having uh, uh Doctor Sexpot on. You don't actually have to put your headphones. You can use that. You can use the handheld too, but you can use the mic on too. Whatever. So. You just whisper, yeah, whisper, whisper, sweet and <laughs> messy. Well, it was kind of it was kind of funny because this all started kind of we were we were uh, at a uh, friend's birthday party and uh, we were just like you know I said I want you on my show and like we were like cuddled up and we were like you know, things going on and, like all the conversations and stuff and it's like and then like forty five minutes later and this is the way we do my show <laughs> literally this is my show every single time so but and I will want you back on we will do we'll do uh, sex talk with uh, with uh, Doctor Sex Pod definitely uh, synergy. I'll be there. You'll be there? Point, I'm planning on being there. Okay. So if you want to do anything at Synergy, I'm, I'm here for it. Okay. But you bring Sibians again. I, you know, I, you know, I, thought, <laughs> I thought about that. And I'm like, you know I what? Want. I'm going to take, take a break from the Sibians. Okay. I would rather just like have like like random questioning. I like to like brand, ask Dr. Sexpot. I think that I think that would be so much better, you know? Very I mean, because like everybody does some, I mean, you know, if you go, you go anywhere now, it's like, oh, here's a Shabari demonstration that you didn't know you were going to get. Or, <laughs> you know, oh, hey, somebody brought out their St. Andrew's Cross. It's like, okay, you know. But yeah, I really appreciate you being on here. It's, it makes means so much to me. It was so great. It was super wonderful. Thank you for letting me like uh, reminisce in my brain about all the strange places I've had sex. Yeah. Um. You wanna? You wanna? You know, we got. We got. Still got ten minutes. You wanna break out the ukulele? Ooh, you want me to play you a song? I would love for you to hear a song. So. Do you want me to play you like a love song, or do you want like an original song? Do you want a song about sex? I want whatever. You want to play? Oh, okay. Let's 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 uh, make this happen here. Mama's gonna Mama's gonna mic you. Mama's gonna mic the ukulele. So so we're gonna we're gonna break this out here. So a little old ukulele time here. So a rare Doctor Sexpot live performance. You know, what was really funny was because she was coming at Synergy. She was coming into the studio as I was playing her version. Uh, she I have a, one of her songs that I I uh, uh, why don't you do right have in my, my, my library, so. Alright, so hang on, I'm gonna put my headphones on so I can hear this here. Well, that's interesting, because the feedback, like the... Okay. Huh. I'm gonna sing into the mic and not listen. <laughs> Actually, the mic. I can you, turn you, down the headphones, right? So yeah. I, okay, let's do that, because then my brain won't, like... Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> melt. Okay. Um... I'll sing you two songs. Um, fuck it. Let's do them both about sex. Um, I wrote this song. Actually, my friend wrote this song. I think I kind of helped with the last verse. Um, and it's kind of a silly, like, country kind of hokey song. But it's, it's kind of a sing-along. So uh, you'll, you're welcome to sing along. You'll, okay. you'll feel when it's right. Okay. okay? Sounds good. Uh, this is called uh, What She Said. What She Said. Mm-hmm.
time of day outside of town. The sky was gray. Well, it may have been a day to stay in bed. Stay in bed. The rain had poured. The rain had came. It all came down just the same. Oh, dear God, I've never been so wet. That's what she said. That's what she said. I've never been so wet. That's what she said. That's what she said. That's what she said. Give me head. <laughs> Sucking my balls inside my paws. That's what she said. Later that day, the rain didn't stop. It kept on dropping on drop after drop. Enough to turn the homo hobby green. Hobby green. And in my days, I've seen some storms and. You know what? I'll probably see some more. But that's the longest one I've ever seen. That's what she said. That's what she said. That's the longest I've ever seen. That's what she said. That's what she said. That's what she said. That's what she said. Up against the wall, I don't call. That's what she said. Well, later that day at my buddy's house, oh, you know what? We saw a mouse as it scurried right across the floor, across the floor. We wondered just how he got through since the front was shut. The garage, too. Oh, I guess he must have came in the back door. <laughs> That's what she said. That's what she said. That's what she said. That's what she said. He came in the back door. That's what she said. That's what she said. That's what she said. That's what she said. Out in the shed. Down on the floor. All on fours. That's what she said. What she said. That's what she said. That's what she said. That's what she said. Have it all as I recall. That's what she said. 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 I bet it all as I recall. That's what she said. God, I hope that audio comes out good. My friend Rick Ionello and I wrote that song together. Well, I will, I will get, I will get that information, and I will actually, if the if the audio comes out half as decent as I hope it does, which it might, but you never know with me. So, all right, boys and girls, it is. Head all night long. Yeah, I'm here all the we're all night long. Be sure to take your fear for waitresses. Alright, boys and girls, I am going to uh, go out appreciate you. I love you. I will see you in two weeks on the anniversary of the date of my birth. Woo!